Welcome to the Robert Affalter Show. I am Robert Affalter. It is Wednesday, November the 11th of 2020. And happy Veterans Day to all of you who have served. I thank you. And let's get started. Let's talk about our election a little bit more for the United States. We're still having some disagreement about who won the election. And as I think I've said before, I was a poll watcher back in the 80s. And kind of understood the process back then, and I must admit I don't understand it now. But from what I've heard, we're able to take ballots and run them through some kind of a machine to do the counting. And some are saying that there are computers involved in programming, and that would kind of make sense since computers seem to be involved in everything anymore. <laughs> and as a former IBM employee, I do did know, did know a little bit about computers. I know a little bit, I guess, still, but I don't claim to be a programmer. But I understood the basics of programming. I was taught uh, assembler language, which is closest to machine code way back when I was uh, with IBM in the late 70s. Um, so I know a little bit about the thinking of programming. And if we're programming a computer to count votes, it would be a pretty simple matter to also program to flip a switch so that every hundredth vote goes a different direction or every thousandth vote. And when we're running a very tight election, very close election, um, some kind of little computer program like that could change the results. And some are claiming that that may have happened. And I'm not stating whether I think it's happened or not, but I think it's something, it's a claim that needs to be uh, validated. And somehow we need to know that our election system has integrity. And I find it interesting that when President Trump has been involved in investigations over the last four years, what we were told was they needed to do the investigation to find the evidence wasn't that they had evidence, they needed to do investigations to find the evidence. And now they're claiming that lawsuits are being filed and they have no evidence. Though with the same reasoning, of course, the lawsuit has to be filed so that they can go after the evidence and then find it. <laughs> so again, it's interesting how the worm seems to turn and as soon as things aren't going our way, we want to switch sides. The main thing I, I think we've got to have elections which follow whatever laws we decide are right and then stick to them. And somehow, back when I was a poll watcher, we had two people watching, one from each side, one Republican, one Democrat. And we were watching just to make sure things went legitimately, that we knew our election was fair and valid, followed the rules. And maybe we still have that. I don't know. I don't know enough about it anymore. But there's there's some that are making an argument that people weren't allowed to watch closely enough. And whether that's true or just some conspiracy uh, theory or trying to get us off track, I don't know. However, I know it's easy when it's your side that will benefit to make those claims. And when it's not your side benefiting, you want to try to write it off. So when I see in the media that President Trump is making claims without evidence, and yet for the last four years, they've been saying well, all these claims were valid and yet they had no evidence, um, makes me wonder. And I don't wanna have to wonder, I want things to just be bright. 
So I think it's fair to have these investigations go forward. And hopefully our legal system is going to be such that if they are without merit, that we get this shut down pretty quickly and Biden becomes the president. And if there is any inkling of merit, then we have to do something to determine whether things actually have been corrupted or whether things are going correctly. And until we do that, I don't think any of us can be happy with a result. And because if, if your person wins this time and doesn't win next time, just remember that as soon as the thing flips, you're going to be the one on the other side wishing that you had some way to check on these machines. So if we develop a process now, and, and maybe they do a process, I just don't know. I haven't heard of a process, but sounds like they need some kind of a process where they do some kind of a sample test and count the ballots at least sporadically to determine whether the computer is reading the reading the, the ballots correctly. And that, that'd be one way to do it. I mean, that's the way we've done it in industry. You take a sample and you check it and see statistically whether it looks like things are happening the way you think they ought to be happening. But you have to have some checks and balances and you have to have some kind of oversight. If you don't have some kind of oversight, things can go wrong and you just don't even know they went wrong until somebody looks it up. I remember hearing about somebody, I think this was when I was a kid, somebody was an accountant. I think it was in a bookkeeping class. And somebody worked for a bank and he'd just take the rounding every time he rounded up he put that fraction of a cent into his own account. And it was amazing how much money he had accumulated doing that over the years, just taking advantage of the rounding error. And if you think about that, I mean, that's such a small amount of money on any individual transaction, but it's huge when you accumulate it. And it makes me think it's similar to this, these pallets. I mean, it wouldn't take very much of an error to make a huge difference in an election. So that's my thinking about the election. I think we've got to make sure that we have something everybody can be proud of and everybody knows that the system hasn't been rigged one way or the other. And I think we have to fight for the, the rule of law and make sure that that's being followed. And that, that should be true no matter what. It's it's too bad when we decide that we're going to follow certain laws and not follow others just because we've decided we're not going to. Especially if we're in a situation where we're, we're constantly trying to influence behavior based on laws that we have no intention of enforcing. And I just made this comment to somebody else that there seems to be some people that think all of life situations require some kind of a law to make us do what those in power think we ought to do. And yet, many times they don't want to enforce the laws except under certain circumstances when they think they ought to enforce them. So then there are the other people that think all laws ought to be enforced and therefore they don't want to enact very many laws because they don't want to have to enforce them. <laughs> so those are the two far ends, extreme ends of that spectrum. And I guess I kind of come down on the, I think we ought to enforce laws and therefore I don't want to write very many. And as I was having a, this discussion really with a friend of mine, he's talking about liberalism and I copied the, the uh, 
definition of liberalism from Wikipedia. And let me see if I can find it again. I'll just read it here because I really thought it was pretty good. Let's see. And this isn't what I was looking for. Let me see if I can find it here. Liberalism. I was looking at liberalism philosophy. Let's see if we hear it. I'll just go to go to the Facebook page that I posted it on and read it. That'll be the easiest because I thought the way that was expressed then was pretty good. Let's see if I can find that again. Of course, the computer's being slow. Anytime you <laughs> you want something on the spot, the computer or the connection or something slow. All right, so we won't do it. Anyway, basically the idea of, a, of liberalism. Was that we're mainly interested in small government. Freedom of action for individuals. Both in. Here it is. Here's a liberalism is a political and moral philosophy based on liberty, consent of the governed, and equality before the law. Liberals espouse a wide array of views depending on their understanding of these principles, but they generally support limited government, individual rights, including civil rights and human rights, capitalism or free markets, democracy, secularism gender equality, racial equality, internationalism, freedom of speech, freedom of the press, and freedom of religion. <clears throat> and I think I agree with all of that. And so I told a friend of mine, I, I consider myself a liberal, uh, using that definition of liberalism, I consider myself a liberal I don't consider myself a Democrat or a leftist or even a Republican for that matter. But how can you be against limited government, individual rights, including civil rights and human rights, capitalism or free markets, democracy, secularism, gender, gender equality, racial equality, internationalism, freedom of speech, freedom of press and freedom of religion? Which one of those would you want to argue that you're against? I'm certainly in favor of all of those. <laughs> so consider me a liberal. And I was reading something, I think it was in, I think it was in Capitalism and Freedom, but I can't remember for sure by Milton Freedom, Friedman, where he said he gave the definition of being a liberal, who was basically a free thinker and somebody that was concerned about freedom and said, you know, there's really no, no definition of conservative, which was interesting at the time. And I haven't looked up the definition of conservative yet uh, since. But I certainly like this idea of freedom, individual freedom, as much as we can 
as much as we can. Of course, we have to have pause for how we interact with each other, but that's because some of us don't uh, respect the laws of, or the rights of others and the freedoms of others, and therefore they have to be constrained. But basically, I'm in favor of that individual freedom. All right, that's going to be my little take on things for today. Robert Affolter signing off. Hoping you're having a wonderful life, and thanks for listening.